On this week's Third and Forever, Kevin and I recap Week 16 and go to our normal segments, Performance of the Week, Nathan Peterman Award, Stock Up, Stock Down, and Preview Week 17. And end things as always with our two-minute drill. All right, let's go. Forever presented by 10,000 Takes. I'm your host, Adam Oz, joined as always by my co host, Kevin Holm. Kevin, how are you doing this week? I'm doing pretty good. Yeah? Uh, yeah, I can't, uh, I can't really complain too much, you know? It's, it's been a good week. Let's put it that way. How, how are Man. you? Well, um, Did you get any any Christmas presents that that made that day a little easier for you? I mean, I, mean, I guess, but <laughs> it didn't help that you know I it it just would have been nice if the Vikings decided to bring both their offense and their defense with them down in New Orleans, but. I guess they let the defense go on winter break. Did, did you Christmas see the break. the Mike Zimmer quote about the defense after the game? Yeah, how you said like we're not they're not good. This is a we're bad defense, good. the worst yeah. one I've ever had. <laughs> That's a direct quote. I mean, yeah, he's not wrong, and I imagine most no. of those guys will not be here next year. But no, I don't. I mean, yeah, like in terms of just because, like, I mean, right. do you just want to get fully into it? We might as well. Yeah, we'll just go right it to the game. It feels like it was like 20 years ago, that game. I know. I mean, because I, I guess know. it was like five days ago from when we were recording, but still. Yeah, so obviously I didn't have that high hopes for this game. I was just hoping we'd keep it competitive. Um, the offense did their part. Uh, defense, not so much. I mean, we couldn't stop anything. We couldn't. There was nothing we could do. They got a couple turnovers because Drew Brees, I'm sorry. He's bad. He's he's not. Would you say that he is a word that a starts with a W? I mean, I guess, but I feel like I don't know. Because we need to each that have one that we keep saying. No, yeah, but like mine actually has like credibility. I like Drew Brees can't throw the ball further than fifteen yards without it being a duck. I yeah, mean, he looks I bad without he, Slant Boy too. Yeah, and like I just. I mean, I don't know. What can I, I, I didn't really have much high hopes because it's our practice squad. Like literally our fed front seven that we had out there was dudes that were just signed or elevated from the practice squad. Um, uh, and they have all their starters. They really were missing, um, you know, I think one of their guards, but well, they're number they, one receiver, but yeah. Well, yeah, but yeah. like it just, we got manhandled in the trenches yet again. And it, it, it like it, we can't really expect much when Kamara who already is hard to bring down. Like he's usually just requires people to gang tackle him. Best but balance is the NFL. But when, when Anthony Harris or Harrison Smith or Cam Danzler are the first people to touch him, that's a bad sign. So like, weren't the Vikings still mathematically alive? Like before this game? I, yeah. I mean, Yes, because like we, the problem was us losing to the Bears 
really, really put us in a tailspin a little bit or like fighting for our lives because, mm-hmm. you know, the Cardinals keep losing games. They, they keep losing them. They, they're addicted. They lost the, they lost the 49ers we found on Saturday and, uh, the Bears just keep winning. So like, I, I, the Bears, I think are just going to backpedal their way into the playoffs because the Cardinals just choking. And it's just unfortunate the Vikings, you know, the defense just, they just stopped playing. They just mm-hmm. stopped showing up. And I know injuries are a big thing. Not having Kendricks really sucks. Um, he's a huge glue. And we obviously haven't had Daniel Hunter all season. Michael Pierce, uh, our big free agent guy. Our corners are finally now, like our young guys, like Cam Danzer is playing. I, I highlighted him last week. He's playing extremely well, like the top graded corner in the last, like, six games or whatever it's been. So like I, it's a good, it's like, it's hard because we're in such a weird spot where we have new guys that are playing well. Sure. But then we also just have practice squad guys going against the saints. Mm -hmm. We're still a very good football team, but I don't know. There's some positives to take away from this game like i mean now it's over now it's yeah you know like there's no season's done yeah the ring is in mount doom it's it's over yeah and so and uh, i i'm okay with it i guess just because when the vikings are are playing as well like at their top i feel like they can play with any nfc team for sure because that's just how the nfc is this year i mean the problem is our defense, like, there's so little room for error. Um, uh, we can't buy it. You know, we, mm-hmm. there's, there's certain things that everything has to go right defensively. Offensively, we can get away with some things, but defensively, we don't have that luxury this year with all the injuries and players being out. So it's just, you can't expect much. Um, did did Jefferson? I think I saw something about him getting hurt, but the, I don't think that was major, was it? No, no, he's fine. Okay, uh, yeah, he's he's fine. Because um, the only reason I even heard about, it, I was watching the game kind of passively, and I didn't even notice. The only thing I heard about it was I saw a bunch of stuff about a Vikings beat reporter tweeting that Lattimore spit on him while he was injured, and that's yeah, not no, that 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 Mar- didn't Mar- happen, but. <laughs> Marshawn Marshawn Lattimore is is I don't know. I, no, but but there's like a video of like him like when he got hurt in Lattimore like yeah. like was like you know checking if he was okay like definitely didn't yeah. spit on him so I don't know what that was. I just I remember that Jefferson like he tweaked something but it didn't seem like it was a huge deal. No. I and like that feeling that happened to him near the end of the game too. But like at the end of the day like I mean Jefferson getting six catches, 85 yards on 10 targets primarily mm-hmm. with uh Lattimore shadowing him the entire time. Like Mar- Marshawn, I'm sorry, but you don't really get to talk. Like you've been in the league now for how many years and a rookie went six for 85 on you. Like, mm-hmm. and they're bracketing him. He's still, he's going to find ways to be productive. Thielen had a nice game. Um Irv Smith is kind of now finally like, look what happens when you give him the ball. And, we're going to see a lot more Irv Smith just because Kyle Rudolph is placed on IR. Um, well, and you, you he might see one more game of Irv Smith. Right. But... Well, yeah, but I'm saying, but like he, we've had it now for three games, three or four games since mm-hmm. Kyle Rudolph's been out. And so I, and there's a, a speculation going into next year with what we do with Kyle Rudolph. We can't restructure, then we'll probably move on from him. But 
I don't know. I mean, there's lots of things like Chris Jones, quarterback, is terrible. Oof. He is so bad. Based on not... your hatred of him, I was watching oh. him specifically for a good chunk of this game. He doesn't do anything Whoa. right. Oh, man. It's only negative plays. I, I was like, Adam has to be guard. like being dramatic oh. about this. There's no way he's actually this bad. No. no, he's that bad. He's so bad. He's so bad. And like... Oh my gosh! I, I uh, it's like I don't. I why is he on the field? And and I'm sorry. Why why is Dakota Dozier still out there when Chris Jones? Like, what did Chris Jones do to Gary Kubiak? Because like Dakota Dozier is he's been like the worst graded lineman, mm-hmm. like. Almost every week that he's been in. If he's not the worst, he's like the second worst or like the fourth worst. Like he is consistently just awful. It's a tough look I mean, for a guy with an alliteration name that you remember a lot easier too. Yeah. And like, I just don't know what, what he's doing. Like that's like, what are we doing with him? And I, I don't know. <sighs> Defensively, defensive line, they're playing weak. They don't really have, no one's got like that, you know, no one obviously is, can do what Daniil Hunter does for for us, but you hope that one someone would kind of step up. And DJ Wanham has shown flashes. He's a rookie. I mean, a middle round pick. I think we got him in the fourth round, and like he's shown flashes. Well, I re- I really like him, mm-hmm. but he's you know you can't expect a, a fourth rounder to come in immediately in that kind of a position and. Make a high impact plays. You just can't. Yeah. I'm disappointed with Odenabo this year. Um, Jalen Holmes. I don't. I don't know. Shamar Stefan, Don't even start on him. It's terrible. I, it's just got to be an overhaul. And and again, special teams just continues to suck. And it's 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 frustrating too when the few times like we picked off Drew Brees twice. Granted, there should have been more. Because um, he's wow. Yeah, I sure. If you want to call on that, okay. But I, I don't know. I think Harrison Hand played really well. Uh, corner. I think he's a rookie this year. Um, I guess I have a lot of alliteration names. Jaleel Johnson, Harrison Hand. That's all I'm seeing now. But that's still two. It's a lot. Shamar Shamar Stefan. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got you got Amir Abdullah. Justin (laughs) Jefferson. How do we miss that one? Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I don't know. I, I think he he made a really well, nice plays and that should have been where he came and hit. I don't know who had the ball. It was Sanders. No, I don't know who it was, but he came in. The Their receiver caught it, turns up field like as he's landing, takes three steps and then he comes in. He hits the ball out and Eric Wilson almost caught it. But regardless, that should have been a fumble. I don't know. I'm not saying that we should have won this game because we weren't stopping them. To save well, our it's lives. like you guys Only could have put up got. 50 points and you still would have lost. We still would have lost. Know? Yeah. And it was one of those games. Like, and, you know, for us to score 33 um, uh, against the number three ranked in terms of statistic wise defense in the league in their place, like, I'm happy about that. Well, I mean, you know, you know 26 because that. Thielen touchdown was definitely not a touchdown, but whatever. I'm still not over that. It's it's again a play where 
right it's whatever they call in the field like it's just not enough to overturn i don't understand like, how we don't have a camera on the goal line like on the goal line whenever a team is in the red zone like they have yeah. all these cameras that are like two yards off the line so you're looking at an angle and you now cannot tell and i'm like what what good is this like yeah. why why is this the way that we have it set up you could just remove it like five feet over and it would be perfect i, yeah. I don't know Seems like a weird I, There's a couple things you, like the Vikings will be the second team in NFL history to throw 32 passing touchdowns and score 17 rushing touchdowns and finish the season with a losing record. The other team was the 2016 New Orleans Saints that finished seven and nine. They had the NFL's 31st ranked defense. Um, that's credit of Dustin Baker. Great follow on Vikings Twitter. Um, it's, you know, like I said, you can't expect much. It was so, so many of our games this year were, it didn't matter if our offense scored every single time they touched the ball or, or they basically had to. Otherwise, if they had to punt like once or twice, probably going to lose by a score. That's how bad this defense has turned into being. And it, it, I know there, I think that we're going to see a, a massive upgrade next season just from the experience that our young guys have gotten and getting people back that we haven't had all season. Um, uh, you know, injuries are something that's variables that ro- don't necessarily roll over season to season. It's just usually you look at Super Bowl winning teams and teams that do well and it go deep in the playoffs. They're usually doing two things above every other team. They're relatively healthy and they force turnovers. They're getting turnovers. They're, they're lucky with the turnover differential. Yeah. Cause like th- those are two random things that happen. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I, it, I, I mean, it, it, it's, it's stinks. disappointing. Yeah. There's definitely, there's positives. I think like you kind of highlighted the offensive side of the ball, you know, as it exists right now is clearly not the problem. No. Um, you know, I mean, apart from probably offensive line issues, which, you know, I've, I've, you know, play that same song. Like you hear that every single season, yeah. I feel like from the Vikings, but apart from that, and even in spite of that, it seems like things are clicking fairly well. It's pretty, pretty acutely obvious that the defense is what needs to get worked on. And part of that, like you said, is injuries. And I, I think you guys have the right coach to rebuild a defense relatively quickly. Um, yeah. And I've, I've heard some, some people with their takes that, you know, this is all Zimmer's fault or something, and I'm like, well, then you're wild to me. Yeah, I I don't think that that's true at all. But no, yeah, it and, is. and and like I people were so critical. You know, I, mm-hmm. they're always critical on on Kirk, but um, sure, you could say the beginning of, of the year. Yes, he had the inflation of interceptions. He was kind of bad decision making. Granted, lots of tipped balls that went into defenders' hands or batted up balls. Um, but you know, his past nine games, he went 208 of 301, 69%, 21 touchdowns, three interceptions, 265 yards per game, 7.9 yards per attempt, 110.8 passer rating, and an 81.4 PFF grade, which is the 10th best. Um, we went five and four in that, in those nine games. So say what you want. That's not the problem. And that, and that, no, that's and during like, our, our stretch of our offensive line was the worst it was all year. He had yeah. like two seconds to throw max. And if you put so, Kirk Cousins on a team like, you know, with a great defense, you put him on the Steelers and even the Colts. I mean, you know, clearly he would succeed, I think, in those situations. 
you know, with those teams, with those defenses, with those offensive lines, and he's still playing fairly well. I've never been a Kirk stan, but this is clearly not on him. I, I don't if you're still out there blaming Kirk, then I'm I'm confused. <laughs> yeah, and like since he's been here in Minnesota, he isn't he has thrown eighty eight touchdowns and uh twenty nine interceptions and a passer rating of like one oh three or something. And I, I just I don't I never understand like what what have we had before him that that gives us the right to be so overtly critical of him. Back we in don't. the glory days of Teddy Bridgewater. Of Gus, uh, of Gus Ferrat and Ooh. like I, I I just and Christian Ponder. Like what are what are we talking about, people? Like I don't know. Like we don't have the right to be like you know talk about like oh he's not he's good but he's not good enough. It's like that's I don't know. It's it's just ridiculous to me. And who do you think I, you are? What gives yeah, you the and, right? <laughs> and while like I'm already now since my since we're not playing for anything, we obviously have Sunday. Um, but I'm looking ahead to the draft, obviously, and kind of looking at teams and trying to sure up, you know, get as good of a draft pick as possible. I don't want to. I don't think we're kept, can hurt ourselves too much more. I think at the worst, we're going to end up like 15th. No, I, I mean right you're looking at six and ten or seven and nine, and yeah, that's that's not a that's not a territory where you like meaningfully really move up or down between those two yeah. spots. I, I think what we can best move up if everything went happen right, I think we can go up to eight. Um, mm-hmm. but if but if, that's unlikely because it requires I think we're most bad likely teams be around, to win. I think we're going to basically be around the twelve thirteen range, which yeah. is fine. Um, I, I, I we've proven that. It doesn't like draft classes. It's it's you find the diamonds in the rough. Like Jefferson, you know, went twenty one this year, right? No, mm-hmm. twenty three. He went twenty three, and uh, fifth receiver taken. I best in the class. Doesn't matter. Like at least best rookie year. Um, I, I I just think you find people, and I think Spielman does a, typically a pretty good job with it. I I would say already. Um, I wouldn't like to take like Wyatt Davis, the Ohio, the Ohio state guy is a good one, but I don't like that value that early in the draft trade down for him. But if, if a guy like Zach Wilson hangs around for a while and we could possibly maybe leapfrog a team or two and it only cost us, you know, maybe a mid round pick to move up a couple spots and swapping the first, obviously do it. Like, have get someone like don't mm-hmm. i we need to have a quarterback of the future like if that's what your goal is and Ooh, you get a guy who's gonna do a jordan love move yeah sure. yeah I'm, th- I'm thinking more of it's like wild uh, i'm thinking more of like a chiefs patrick mahomes thing what they did they didn't sit on their hand they, they didn't sit on their hands when I mean, they had that, that sounds like the same move to me i don't i don't understand what you're talking right. about so oh so jordan love starting next year is what you're saying he's gonna start this week and then he'll start next year no he's just he's gonna take the league by storm whenever he does start you so know, he's not like like like, like four mahomes. years or three years it's not like the chiefs at all well there. i mean in the spirit of patrick mahomes he's a big catch-up guy too so i i don't think you could prove that <laughs> um and so i, I don't know I, I just think kirk is i i've always said he is good enough and but until Best we compliment get, you can give a quarterback, you know, and until we get things 
in place. Like we need to figure out his interior line. It is not, it, you can't expect it. Well, really the left guard because Ezra Cleveland, I think has done really well. Um, Riley Reeves had a career year. Brian O'Neill is having a very good year. Bradbury having a much better year than last year. It's just when you have one lineman that is so bad and so terrible, it affects everyone else around him because they're having to try to block that guy's assignment mm. and their assignment. So it just, it's a, it's a domino effect. You know, you, you can't really do much about it. And so I just, I don't know. I mean, this is, whatever. This has I'm been glad a frustrating I, season for you, yeah. isn't it? I've, yeah. I've been, it's a roller coaster every year and I'm all right with it. Uh, you my, know, my, my only other note on the game this week, uh, I just wanted to, to get this on the record. Uh, how many touchdowns does Alvin Kamara have to score? One, two, three. Dwight. No, no, no. Let me finish. Four. Five. That that was that was a joke I made into the void uh, on Christmas Day, and no one got it. So I had to say it again here, and hopefully someone gets it. I think people get it. I just don't don't think people think it's funny. No, I I know for a fact that no one I was sitting around got it. Well, if I, I think the people listening here aren't gonna think that's funny. Well, but they're going to get it. They're people of culture. Okay, so it'll be like, mm, mm, nice. Yeah, that's what I'm going for, yeah. I'm going for, like, air out the nose slightly faster than normal. <laughs> Would you like to talk about my game? Yeah. All right, <laughs> let's go to yours. Um, so this is fun. This is cool. I like this. What are your What are your thoughts on just people not seeing when people step out of bounds? So, all right, so let's let's cover that real quick because there's two pretty, you know, noteworthy calls in this game that definitely both went the Packers' way. There is first off the offsides and the blocked field goal towards the end of the first half. Uh, I'd like to point out we were up eighteen nothing at that point, and still, and, but still, it's three touchdowns. Doesn't justify a, a completely horrendous. No, and I call. and I. I can't explain that. I I do not know what they were looking at. I'll be the first to tell you that I, that doesn't look like offsides to me. He didn't move. Yeah, <laughs> like now I was waiting for him to jump. There I mean just... that that is as inexplicable. I have I have no rebuttal. I'm not going to sit here and draw a line and you know like bend it or do some weird bullshit. But you know that stands. I have no explanation for that. Aaron Jones stepping out. Yeah, the guy should have seen it. He didn't see it. NFL refs suck. It was snowy, but that part of the field was plowed. I don't know what happened there either. He's also wearing he's wearing white cleats, so it's not even like he's wearing green to blend into the grass. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, they I, stick out. The I don't contrasts. know because there's a ref right there too. I don't know what he was looking at. Clearly stepped out. Packers got up there and snapped it. Titans could have challenged and they didn't do it. So, I mean, those two calls definitely went the Packers' way, and there's no. It doesn't help that they're not sure. There's no replays happening. I bet. Well, I mean, I mean they're going to show a replay that fast. I mean, well, they I know, but it's also ball, like that. That's just unfortunate. Like the away team just is automatically. I'm not saying this is a Packer thing, but like, it, yeah, but they the have guys up in screwed. the booth that get to look at all the angles that they have. Yeah, they, like they in real still time. have to get that. They just have to watch it and get that to the coach. Yeah, I but mean, that was like a 30 second, like down the sideline, tons of time. I don't know. I, if Vrabel had it in his hand and didn't throw it, I'm not sure why, but. Regardless, I mean, you know, so there's people talking about those two calls, and it's true they both benefit the Packers. Having said that, I don't know how you can watch this game and not see the Packers just far and away outplaying the Titans. 
Oh, they absolutely. And did. I don't. Yeah, they, they, like, they played them. Like there are people better. out there that say I, I'm not arguing that those calls were been correct. They were, but I, I don't think that they changed the outcome of the game in any meaningful way. But that's but that's the point though. I'm what I'm trying to make is it shouldn't have to do that to make it be meaningful. Like mm-hmm. to, the the calls shouldn't have to be like. Well, that's the only reason. So, but it's not a big deal then, since they weren't called. Well, no, and it, and it, it's and a whole. I wish they would problem. have been called, and I'm not trying to minimize that. But there are people out there that are trying to say that like this win is illegitimate when the Packers annihilated the Titans on national television. Everyone saw it. Aaron Jones steps out the thirty. It takes us, you know, forty five more seconds than it would have to get a touchdown. Like. I just don't see a world where those calls going the other way ends up in a Packer loss because I mean, this was thorough. It was, it was more the Titans offense, not being able to really do anything short of, you know, two different possessions that, you know, I guess you could have gotten three with a good field position on that block field goal, but Tannehill looked like they crap. Sure we're getting Derek Henry. No. no, no, no. A third possession is what I meant. Like they probably would have done something with that third possession. I mean, the Titans looked really bad, you know, really flustered in the snow, I think, was a big part of it. Yeah. I think, I don't, I don't know, because the other part of this that was really gratifying is I had been seeing Derek Henry is going to kill you guys memes for, like, three months leading up to this game. Like, it was ridiculous. I saw the first one in, like, June. It was just, it, it didn't make any sense. And yeah, he had 98 yards. He didn't do anything really. Yeah, I mean, he was still he was four, a non-factor. 4.3, 4.3 a carry. That's not like bad. But I don't late think you season, Derrick Henry. Is, I mean, their their passing was so terrible. Mm-hmm. So they, it was so one dimensional. So I I didn't, it didn't. You could have put anyone back there, and they would not have. I mean, the fact that he still did that when you guys knew that he was doing that, or he's going to get the ball and run it like that's that just shows like how how good he actually is. Like, yeah, no, and I'm not trying to say that Derrick Henry isn't good either, is, but this was a bad game for him. They did what they set out to do, and, I mean, you know, Derrick Henry didn't light the world on fire. You know, he looked fine. Tannehill looked like shit. He looked really, really bad. Yeah, he he, he was uncomfortable. He looked very uncomfortable this entire game. 11 for 121, one touchdown, yeah. two picks. I mean, he had that scramble that was nice and pretty frustrating to watch but 45 yards like untouched yeah i don't know what that was but packers run defense is still the packers run defense they're gonna give up like what a play like that well i think that like people don't respect Tannehill's mobility because he kind of he comes off as one of those quarterbacks like he comes off as like a matt ryan kind of guy you know which is strange because he went to college to play receiver and then he transitioned to quarterback no yeah and he's like pretty mobile as far as quarterbacks go, but he doesn't look like it you know like he doesn't look athletic and he doesn't really have that reputation for whatever reason so i think people just forget about it sometimes but yeah but yeah um other thoughts on this game uh rogers is gonna be the mvp of the national football league which is cool yeah, well, his his meaningless interception cost me the fantasy championship. So yeah, that was, that was super nice of him to throw that one. <laughs> Thanks, Aaron. Um, Devontae Adams is kind of a cheat code. I don't know how he cuts in the snow like that, but he's the only person on the field that seems to be able to do that. Um, I, 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 don't I just know. have a quick – I don't want to cut you off, but I just have a quick um, question. Mm-hmm. This is directed at, 
every defensive coordinator that play has played or plays against the Packers, except for maybe like one. Why do you continue to just to cover him one on one? Why? Why does that keep happening? Why he, I, like he continually well, gets one of his single touchdowns coverage. was double team. I mean, it's just... no, but like he's single, he's single handedly always gets just single coverage. It's just all it's always like down the field, like. 11 catches on 12 targets for 142. I know Devontae's very good. But mm-hmm. what I'm saying is, like, there's really good receivers all throughout. But teams just, for some reason, like, if do the Bill Belichick method and be like, take away their top guy. Granted, bad timing of this because he did this for the first half, which we might get to. I don't know if we're going to get to that game. But um just take away their best. He's the only guy that can catch a ball for you guys consistently. Well, I mean, you know, Equinemius St. Brown, he don't really even. requires don't, don't like even a try. triple team, you know, on the other side of the ball, which is why Stop they shut it. him down. He only Stop had one it. for 21. Stop it. Like, <laughs> Devontae's has half of Aaron Rodgers' throws, uh, half of his complete, or more than half of his completions. And it's like, you know, and, and well over half of the yards. And you know he's going to get the ball or get the targets. Uh, try to just do everything you can. Put three people on him. And I don't care. Like, force him to throw someone else until, like, if, if I lose the Packers and Equinemius St. Brown has a hundred yards and three touchdowns, I'll be like, well, that's fine because that, that's what happens it wasn't Devontae. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I, just, I, I, I can't really explain it, and I haven't looked at it in depth to know, you know, how much of the time he does get that single coverage versus, you know, getting PFF double teamed. But constantly puts out, like, single coverage or, like, single coverage targets and catches this year. Devontae's, like, right up there. Like, why is he anywhere near that list? Mm-hmm. He should never face single coverage. Yeah. Like, unless you have a pure shutdown guy, like a Jalen Ramsey. But Which the Titans nope. do not. Yeah. No. <laughs> and uh, Malcolm Butler uh, did the belt. Probably shouldn't have done that. He got torched for like three long plays right after he did that, which happens every time someone does the belt on a defense. And I don't know why they still he do did, it. That, that interception was a nice play, though. He did make a nice play on it, and so yeah, no, it was a good play. It's just like don't don't do the belt thing. That's all. That's all I'm I saying. Suppose. That's that's my only note. Um, two other notes. First off, uh, R.I.P. M.B.S. I. I'll miss you, my sweet boy. I don't know what the fuck. He hasn't he hasn't been targeted in like four weeks, which I'm not complaining, but he kind of just unceremoniously got folded out of the offense, which is just fine. I'm okay with that. Um, yeah. And and then the last note, uh, AJ Dillon, greater than sign Derrick Henry. Discuss. Stop. <laughs> Stop. Dude, he looked really good. I mean. You know, I'm gonna be putting the quads before the horse. I mean, again, I, I mix up that metaphor. But. It, like this, this, it was similar. It was similar to the Vikings game. Like he was getting, he wasn't met with any resistance by the defensive line. He was getting to the second, third level. He got tackled. Is, one of his plays, they took six guys to tackle him. No, I, I, I in know. Slow motion. I know, but the thing is. He, he was able to get going because he went uncontested to that point. Like, he's a running back that needs to build up steam. And Inertia. Like, yeah. And, like, I just, he doesn't generate it like Derrick Henry does necessarily. But I, I just, I, think I mean, I think that those yet. quads can generate whatever they want to generate. And I think that you're just scared of Quadzilla 
coming I'm definitely into full not. form. Definitely not. All right, I'm going to save this audio, and if he sucks later in his career, I'm never going to use it again. But ah, but uh, I, and then my my last uh, little comment on AJ Dillon is that uh, that is going to be a rough little Lambo leap montage they show if he becomes really good That's down bad. the line. Um, yeah, he his first one he just completely it, it looked like Rogers' first Lambo leap, except there were no fans to grab him and pull him in, so he just kind of fell. And the second one, he also missed, but Lazard was able to kind of, like, Shove push his hand him. up his ass. Yeah, like, and then he fell into the stands too far. It, yeah. The whole thing was... was Not to, really They need to have a thing in, like, training squads. camp where, like, all the skill players, they have, like, Jordy Nelson come back from the farm and just, like, this is how you do it. Because there, there is a technique, and it's, it's tough to watch when people don't know what they're doing. Hmm. Yeah. So that's it. I mean, it's I, I'm I'm happy. I'm, I was I was very happy. I love when the Packers do well in the snow because I feel like they don't always do well in the snow. But I love the narrative that they do well in the snow. And now the whole NFL world is freaking out about the Packers' home field advantage. That it's probably not as big of a deal as people tend to think it is. But how are you uh, feeling about? the saints now because like you it's, it's between you two for home field i mean you guys have you win and you get it so I, i'd i'd rather uh play drew Brees in the playoffs i'll tell you that and Taysom hill it's just a weird yeah. sentence to say but i i've been burned by mobile quarterbacks too many times i don't want to do that again if i can avoid it yeah all right let's move to our third one uh i don't i mean what was, uh, our, what was our third one? I don't remember. Rams, Rams, Seahawks, Seahawks. Just this was a, Jared, this, Jared Goff, bad. I, I feel like these NFC West games are either like the crazy Seahawks Cardinals games, or they're just, or just like, like super fucking and, boring and nothing happens. Yeah. And that was that was this one. Goff got surgery, I think today. Yeah, he that his throwing thumb got like completely bent all the way back on his like helmet. A freak thing. Yeah. Ugh. That is, and now they have a what's they got Blake Bortles. No, it's like Jake Wolford is going. Yeah, as yeah, starter. but they signed Bortles like as I guess the new backup. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah, but yeah, the Rams. I don't know. They're so up and down, man. I just Russell Wilson still kind of stinks too. This is just kind of an underwhelming game. This was this was good. I mean, considering how he did against the first time he played the Rams this year. It was I better than that, yeah. Well. Yeah, sure. like, the Rams always play him, like, really well. And they had his, they've always had his number. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I just, eh, they got to get it going, otherwise they're going to be screwed. It was a good showing by their defense. Um, the, the thing that this game really did, I mean, it put the Seahawks, you know, in the driver's seat. There's a scenario where they get the freaking one seed. Next week, if things roll a certain way, which is weird to say, but it is, uh, it's true. And then the Rams, you know, having dropped two in a row now, it makes their game this coming week with the Cardinals very meaningful for a great many teams. Yeah, um, that would be wild if the, because if the Cardinals win and the Bears win, does that mean the Rams are out? If the Cardinals no. win and no. the Bears win, no. If the Cardinals win and the Bears win, the Bears are the six, Cardinals are the seven, and the Rams are out. Yeah, so. Interesting. 
Um, so I don't know. I, I, this game is not as that, that interesting really to watch. It was kind of like me. It's no, I, I have, I have no notes on this game other than, yeah, I, I echo your meh sentiment. All right. Let's just go into performance or segments here. Performance of the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want me to start? Yeah. All right. My performance of the week. Fitz magic graced us again this week. <laughs> um, it was, it was truly something to behold. He, at one point, you know, they, they, they sat Tua down like they'd done a couple times this season, and Fitz just tossed up a prayer down the left side of the field, this long pass, and while he was throwing it, he got face-masked, his helmet's pretty much sideways, and he's hucking this thing down the field, and he completed it. Yeah, It was insane. It was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. It was like... It was, you know, like people freaked out about the Patrick Mahomes no look pass, and this was like a no head pass, and it still worked. It was, it was excellent. So he's my performance of the week. Uh, the Dolphins did end up winning that game, keeping their playoff hopes alive, and uh, I don't know. I, I, I still think that the Dolphins are making the right choice trying to get to a, you know, to play as much as possible. But it is, it is way more fun to watch Fitzmagic play. Like it's not even close. Yeah. Um. All right, I I love that Fitzmagic's just gonna be like, he's a it's it's a humbling feeling for rookie quarterbacks knowing that they're gonna get drafted somewhere and Fitzmagic's gonna come and take their job. <laughs> like he's just he's always gonna be around. It's just unbelievable. Um. All right, my performance of the week. I I had to do it just because of how much I and we both ragged on him last week, the last couple weeks. Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers. Um, yeah. This was a Second big win for them. Steelers. They, you know, I mean, we can talk more this. about this game since we didn't really say anything about the one we thought was going to be good. This yeah. was a weird fucking game. Yeah. It um, was 21-7 at halftime. Final score, 28-24. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because the Steelers just started... From what I've heard, it sounds like at halftime, Ben Roethlisberger, from like that point on, just kind of like started calling his own plays and drawing stuff in the sand, you know, like in the huddle yeah. and just telling guys to go run this route. And it seemed to work. Yeah. I mean, that's got to be so demoralizing for Colts players, <laughs> though. Like, well, oh. the Colts had it in the bag, and had they won this game, they would have been in a completely different position, you know, going into this week in terms of playoff implications and things like that. Now they're fighting for a spot. Yeah. They, I, I mean, they because of the resurgence of the Ravens and the Dolphins like, clinging back and getting the win, like the Browns and Colts, who we thought, you know, a couple of weeks ago were like, for sure, you got, they got it, but now it's just like, oh, geez, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know, but this one, Ben Roethlisberger goes out and throws, uh, three forty-one, uh, on thirty-four of forty-nine passing, three touchdowns. No interceptions, which is big. Um, no turnovers for the team. Nothing going on the run- ground game. James Conner, no idea what happened to you. I know he only got five carries, but like the, the, the Steelers' run up run game is so bad now. Well, it, like, it's at a point where we have such a wealth of evidence. It's like you know that it's not a James Conner didn't produce because he only got five carries. It's James Conner only got five carries because he's not producing. And he wouldn't have done anything had he gotten more. So, yeah, he, I I don't know what's going on with him and Benny Snell. Six carries for zero yards. Like, 
what is going on? Oof. <laughs> that's that's impressive almost. I mean, it's it's hard to carry the ball six times and go nowhere. Yeah, I I just I don't know. It's it's crazy to me how mm-hmm. this offense can put up 28 points and you look you're like, "Oh, 14 carries for 22 yards as a team." Gross. And yet they still cuz Rosberg is throwing 50 times a game. Mm-hmm. Um Deontay had a good game, but he's I mean, he's by far I I think he's their best best offensive player. Like he has to be. He just always produces and the problem is you know, once he gets over those drops a little bit, like he's just so good with the ball and like Roethlisberger really likes him. He throws uh, to him yeah. all the time. <laughs> there are there are three main archetypes that I can see of receiver in the NFL. There's uh field stretcher, possession guy, and superstar and on the Steelers, that's pretty well defined. You know, at this point, Juju is more of a possession guy. Claypool is a field stretcher. And Deontay seems to be, you know, filling that superstar role where he yeah. kind of just does everything. At and... least they're budding, budding one. Like he's, I mean, he's mm-hmm. only a second year guy. Yeah. And so I, I don't know. I think he's, he's sneaky good. And a lot of people just think when they think of the receivers, they think of Juju or like the, you know, Claypool catching touchdowns, but like, I don't know. I think Deontay is just the, the under the radar, really the energizer bunny of this. Deontay offense. is going to be the number one, like yeah. clearly and publicly in, you know, one or two years, I'd say. Yeah. Um, so good bounce back game for him. All right. Nathan Peterman award. I'm going to go first just because I might want to make a petition here to maybe change the name to the Dwayne Haskins Jr. Award. Ooh. Um, he is so bad. And he's, he's real bad. He went 14 of 28, 154, uh, two interceptions, no picks. He had a 4.1 QBR. Um, <laughs> he was is that, benched. Is that out of five or what? <laughs> he was benched for Taylor Heineke, who was a former like Vikings practice squad guy, preseason dude and he went into the AAF I think it was mm-hmm. the AFL I don't know one of the I think it was the AAF but who came in <laughs> I mean significant upgrade I mean, the the offense was actually moving the ball and Dwayne Haskins of course uh we met we ragged on him a lot last week because of his strip club antics are going there alleged strip club <laughs> antics with a mask with no mask taking pictures of strippers when his coach just got done with chemo. To, to be fair, all of the strippers were at his house beforehand. There was also a picture of that. So oh. he was likely just returning the strippers and got sidetracked. Okay. Got it. Yeah. And, uh, well, Ron Rivera and the Washington football team announced they are waving Dwayne Haskins. Uh, goes to show you. My jaw is on the fifth, floor. <laughs> just, to, just to go uh, to let you know, just because you're the fifth, 15th overall pick, um, does not guarantee you a spot or guarantee you anything. I, I think this dude came in thinking he was hot shit from Ohio State because he was the, the man there Ohio for Ohio State. Right. The man at the Ohio State. He went to the and... strip club <laughs> when his coach was fighting through the cancer and then put on the waivers. <laughs> and I just. <laughs> I don't know. I, he, was, he was he didn't he didn't get picked up on waivers either. Everyone, no, you know, he's he a free cleared. agent now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He cleared waivers, which you'd think a team, you know, 
might want some depth, like maybe the Rams, but they're like, nah. Well, I, I was thinking good. about it, and I was like, man, who would pick up a guy like him off of waivers? I was like, I bet the you know the Washington football. T- Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. His his career numbers. Um, well, 14, 14 starts. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's almost a whole season. 267 of 40 of 444, which is a 60.1 passer rating or passer completion percentage. 2,804 yards. Um, 12 touchdowns, 14 picks for a 74.4 Q, uh, quarterback rating. Not, not great. Uh, he did have 147 on the ground for a touchdown, but. I don't know. He also fumbled 11 times. After I heard all those stats, I am thoroughly whelmed. I just, from a guy that went and threw 50 touchdowns for Ohio State, uh, his senior year, or his end of his year, junior year, I think it was, that's, that's disappointing. And also, just goes to show, Ohio State quarterbacks, usually not that great in the NFL. <laughs> Justin Fields. <laughs> yeah, yikes. Who said that? Big, uh, big worry there for Justin Fields. But <laughs> I, I think it's also, to Haskins, it was all attitude. I think it was just, did not have the right attitude. I think it was in, a combination of, of attitude and lack of ability. Like, yeah. I think he could have been better, but I don't think he would have ever been, you know, amazing. I don't no. know. It's something we don't have to worry about anymore. No. At least until he gets some signed somewhere else. Eh, if yeah, I'm, I'm skeptical on that. All right. uh, so my my Nathan Peterman award we're we're talking about the Ohio State and this one's going to stay in Ohio. It's uh, Cleveland hot tubs oh, no. are uh, my Nathan Peterman because a brief stint together in a hot tub over the last week resulted in the entire Cleveland Browns receiving core being put on the COVID close contact list like the day before their game, and they all had to sit out. So you have, you know, Baker trying his best with Austin Hooper and, you know, a, just a just a conglomerate of practice squad guys he met in the parking garage that morning. What what are they doing? I like, don't know. Like, who, who looked at that situation and thought, yeah, this is good. Hot tub, check. Small area, check. Bunch of us all in the same room, no mask, check. Like, stop. Doing this because it's always it is the same thing with the Denver Broncos quarterbacks where it's like you guys are all in the same position like <laughs> we can't yeah. just it's you know if you want to get in a hot tub with a running back and a receiver and a defensive tackle you can fine you can kind of work around that but you're just like we don't have any receivers today <laughs> what the hell are they supposed to do and I also like that the NFL just just is like yep too bad you got to play got to play on. Like when the Steelers and Ravens got postponed like four times. Well, that that's the thing where it's like earlier in the season, I get the feeling that they were being a lot more flexible. And now that they're like, you know, they're in the home stretch. This is the last two weeks of games and they can get the playoffs. They get the Super Bowl, you know, because I imagine moving all that stuff is going to be a huge pain in the ass if they have to do it. So they were kind of just like, uh, no, fuck you. You're, you got to you got to play. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like it was it was weird. Um. All right, let's go stock up. Mm-hmm. Uh, stock up this week for me. Um, the Bills being a wagon, nobody circles them. Nobody like them, so circles. I, I I just what a dismantling that they had, and 
Do you remember um, someone was saying last season that the dynasty was dead, and I cannot remember who that was. Can you can, can you remember who was okay? Who was yelling okay, that let's... after the pick six ending of the playoff game? Do you, do you do you remember? I mean, you know, you realize regardless, like the dynasty, it's going to be different because like they're not together, right? Like so that's that's such a I like I, I believe the dynasty is dead. That sentence is has been proven unequivocally true. The dynasty is gone. It is over. It ceased to live. Yeah, well, now the Chiefs are here and possibly the Bills, so... Yeah, well, um, fine. that's fine. I just, I want some variety. That being said, though, you can't really expect much. Uh, Cam Newton? Yikes. Cam Newton's bad. Cam Newton's really bad. Uh, he threw... Five touchdowns. Four yards year. this game. He's, <laughs> he's thrown five touchdowns in 24... 100 yards so far this year. And you know the fewest touchdowns passes with at least 14 starts in a season? Uh, number one, or was before this year, was Deshaun Kaiser. 11. Great company um, to be in. And then Cam now is shattering that with five. Uh, that's so bad. Like, what happened? And this was the kind of thing where, and I think we were both kind of guilty of this too, where the Patriots signed Cam Newton towards the end of the offseason. It was a big piece of news. Everyone's talking about it. And we all kind of, you know, I, there was this tweet, you know, I can't believe that 31 teams passed on Cam Newton or whatever, however many teams it was. Uh, I, I can believe that now. I can very much believe that. Yeah, but like also... Cam actually like looked good in the first game, like first little bit. You know, he didn't look bad at all. Like remember his first game went 15 and 19, 155 against what turned out to being a very, very good Miami Dolphins like defense, like a good team. Yeah. Ran for 75 and two touchdowns. Like he started out, you're like, oh geez, like this could be. And if like we were thinking the Patriots defense would be the same as it was. So pairing that, you mean like that could be kind of scary. I, I think this is kind of an example of the Achilles heel of the mobile quarterback where, I mean, obviously, you know, some mobility, you, you almost have to have it in today's NFL to a certain degree. There has to be, you know, like a Josh Allen level of being able to get out of trouble and run for some yards and do some stuff on the ground. But the hyper mobile, you know, Lamar Jackson's Cam Newton's, you know, Michael Vick before them, these guys break down, you know, more similar to, how running backs break down and how quarterbacks break down where I think that after, I mean, Cam has had tons of injuries in the last handful of years, both on and off the field. He's been hit by a car like three times. I don't know how that keeps happening mm. to him. Um, but yeah, I mean, he just has a ton of mileage on that body and you can just see that, you know, maybe at the start of the season, I mean, he sat out like the entire season last season, I'm pretty sure most of it. And he was fresh and he was running around and he was, you know, being pretty effective and he has just fallen off of a cliff after the first couple of weeks. And I think his body just doesn't have, you know, that resilience anymore to keep playing his style of game. And I, I think he might be, you know, for all intents and purposes, I think he's kind of done. Yeah. And I, I think it's, it's interesting because, um, I think what you, the most important thing is, is not necessarily mobility, but is escapability. Yeah. You know, you, you need to be able to, 
get out of trouble and extend plays. Like you see it with like Russell obviously has always had that. Aaron Rodgers has has that. Mm-hmm. Um, Deshaun jo- Watson, Josh Allen that. has that. Um, game, Mahomes you know? has that. You yeah. know, it's just these guys. That's, those are the ones that you want. They're not necessarily running downfield. They're look. They're always looking to extend plays to mm-hmm. throw it downfield because that's more deadly. Having ba- a quarterback, ba- basically every quarterback run, that is. Rodgers or Younger has that. Only like the Philip Rivers, Roethlisberger's, Brady's. Only those guys are the ones that just cannot move at all. Yeah, but there's also ones like that. That's a skill, though. You need to be, have, be able to. Yeah, it's true. Get out of trouble. Like you, you could be athletic, sure, but if you don't have like that, that's just like an. It's kind of like an intangible thing where mm-hmm. they just find ways to create. And it's, it's a mindset too. It's, yeah, it's a kind yeah. of, it's a, your, your clock in your head as a quarterback has to be different. And it's not just, you know, tick, 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 turtle. It's, you know, there's, there's kind of a, a move around time in there and there's a, you know, make something happen time. And, you know, the older guys, they just don't have that. Right. And I, I don't know. I, I just think it's, it's, it's hard to, to try to, like, I don't want to put it on saying like, People can never develop that, but it kind of, it's kind of a thing that they just, they have or they don't. Mm-hmm. You don't really learn that. And so, but back, back to what the Bills. Back to the stock up being the Bills. <laughs> yeah. Back to the stock up being the Bills. They, like, uh, I, I, I think that they're the second best team in football. I, I, I really, they, they could play with absolutely anybody. Their defense, is is really coming on when it it was a, a big focal point last year for them, and it was always their and, offense. And it was and a little shaky at the beginning of this year, but yeah. they have kind of come into form in the last. They've like, really come into form weeks. now. Yeah, and uh, I think it's it's a little worrisome. I mean, this is now because the the, the Chiefs have not looked that sharp, mm-hmm. and I know that they can easily just turn it on. Um, they show they have that ability. But I just oh, we'll we'll get to the Chiefs in a, in a yeah. minute. Yeah, and I I just th- I think the Bills are I, I would love to see that AFC Championship game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I would I would too. I I I hope we get that. Yeah, selfishly. so that's my stock up. Uh, my stock up, the boys. Oh, so Cowboys, kind of a kind of a team you don't know what to do with this year. You know they their offense was unstoppable. Their defense was a complete joke, and then Dak gets hurt. And, you know, things just kind of spiral. Dalton gets hurt right after. Dalton's back now, and they were down early in this game, you know, 14-3 to at the end of the uh, first quarter. And they finished it out, I mean, a commanding 37-17. to I mean, they went on a run. They, you know, shut out the Eagles in the second half. And, you know, the Eagles are not a juggernaut, but the it, it, it was like the first time this season – you know, since Dak got hurt that I felt like the Cowboys offense actually looked potent because the Eagles defense is not a complete slouch. I mean, they were still mathematically alive for the playoffs before this happened. They had every reason to be trying in this game. And, you know, Dalton, 377, three touchdowns, one pick. Zeke broke 100 yards. For the first time in like who knows how long. Yeah, for the first time in forever. Michael Gallup broke 100 yards receiving. Amari Cooper broke 100 yards receiving. CeeDee Lamb had a touchdown, 65. I mean, they got weapons, and and their defense is better than it was, too, which is saying almost nothing, but Mm. it counts for something. So my suck-up is the Cowboys. You know, any given Sunday, if they end up making the playoffs, I think they have the most potential between them and the football team to, 
you know, make some noise and get a get an upset in Wild Card Weekend. I I would rather have the football team in just from I just think and that Taylor Heineke. Like, well, their defense, like their defense, they could win ugly. I don't think the Cowboys. I don't trust. But I don't. I don't want them to win nah. ugly. I want to watch the Cowboys win a shootout with somebody. That's what I want to do. This is an anomaly. The Eagles are a very bad football team. Um, I don't know. I I think if any Dalton needs to, I was getting really frustrated with this game. Not even fantasy reason driven, but yeah, yeah, um, I know. Why? You texted me why a lot. did he? <laughs> why does he hate Amari Cooper? Amari Cooper had over a hundred yards. Yeah, because he got sixty nine of that on one catch. Nice. Like he he had yeah, very nice. <laughs> and he you know, six targets and they were all at the end, but he had, and I think at halftime, he had one catch on one target for like thirty four yards. But that's exactly just, what I'm talking about. They have the weapons that you don't have to lean on, you know, Amari Cooper because Gallup is also really good and everyone I feel like kind of forgot about that. He's not as good as Cooper, but like that's the thing. Where it's just, I don't know. I, I feel like you see teams, you want to look at look at your Packers. What they do with Devontae, they scheme. Yeah, I, they I wouldn't call him. that ideal, though. I mean, we kind of have no. to do that. I would, yeah, I, know, I would but, love to have Michael Gallup and be able to throw the ball to him. Yeah, but, I, I, I think about Michael Gallup is is good, but Amari Cooper, I mean, just the drop off that he experienced when Dak went down is, and it's a lot of it's because like he's just not getting targets. Mm-hmm. And like that's that's a weird thing, and yeah. I, but from an offensive look, balance perspective, when you look at you know the various receivers in the box score, six receptions, four, three, four, three. I mean, that's pretty good distribution, you know, between your offensive weapons. I just I think that the the Cowboys would be the most fun to see in the playoffs of all the NFC East teams. I just I don't know. I mean, I I think that looking at box score it inflates things. Like his sixty nine yard one, like that was majority of that vast majority of that was run after the catch like he made something he made a guy miss and he ran that like my, my only question is uh it, would you still have this take if you weren't trying to get points out of him in fantasy this yes okay. yes okay okay I just because he's sure. so he is he is their best weapon at least at this moment cd lamb could prove to be better but not this year. Not this year. No. Uh, not next year, I don't think, either. I mean, I, I, I just think... No, I mean, he's he no A.J. Dillon. You know? Amari Cooper is a number one receiver. But when Dak Prescott went down, Andy Dalton just... Or whoever was their quarterback for a while, just, like, let him disappear. Uh, it was Andy Dalton for, like, 10 seconds, then he got ritual sacrificed at midfield yeah. by, I think, the football team. And... Or was it? Yeah. I don't remember who it yeah, was. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. Um, but on the flip side... Jalen Hurts, uh, sorry Carson Wentz, I think you lost your job. I think yes. Jalen Hurts, I just he just is significantly more, he's just better. Like, it, yeah, he has some interceptions that are like that's rookie mistake. I look at it, but what he can give you is his, his significantly. Ce- his better. ceiling is higher, you know, his floor is higher, and you know he he's he's a more talented he's b more well suited for the offense and the offensive line that is bad and so the mobility he has is all the more valuable so yeah i i think we are done seeing carson wentz in an eagles uniform maybe this week since they have nothing to play for we'll see but next year i don't see it yeah all right stock down um i'm gonna go flip side of my stock up and Say to a team, uh, stock down the Rams being a contender. 
They, I don't want to say their season's done just because their defense is very good. And I like, and I trust, you know, I think McVay is a great coach at getting the most out of players. Um, I just, I don't know. I don't, I just don't see them being successful with golf. Goff is not very good, but well, you look at he's the Rams significantly better than whoever is going to go in for him. Yeah. You look at the Rams going into, especially going into this week and there is, you know, there's a scenario where they do miss the playoffs mm-hmm. and or I think, is there, let me see if they lose. Yeah. They haven't clinched. They have not clinched. So they, they, are yeah, very if, if they lose and the bears win, then they yeah, fall out. So yeah. Yeah. So, and you look at, I mean, so Jared Goff, starting quarterback, he's not going to play. He's injured. Potentially going to get back in time for the postseason. Cam Akers. We'll see. Cam Akers, best running back. Will injured. be back. Daryl Henderson. Well, he, he, sh- he should be back, which is good. But Daryl Henderson's out. Yeah, Cam Akers has a good chance to play this week, they said. Okay, well, that's news to me. But Daryl Henderson is out. Cooper Cup had the, has the uh, Coco, or at least close contact, so he's being monitored. I mean, if you have you know, some combination of those three or four guys all missing. I, I think there's a good chance you lose this game. And, you know, I I don't know what I put the chances are of the Bears winning, but even if you get back, it just seems like they're a team that kind of, they're trying to build a house of cards and they don't have, you know, everything. Uh, they don't have all the cards. The, the things keep falling and the whole thing falls flat. You score nine points against the Seahawks. and Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, I just don't see it for them this year. Yeah. All right, you just knocked down. Uh, my stock down, I, I'm torn between two. I'm going to give an honorable mention to the to the one that I'm not going to officially declare my stock down. Uh, stock my my one stock down. It kind of goes my stock up. Uh, watermelons. Mike McCarthy <laughs> keeps smashing watermelons. That's <laughs> and the Cowboys keep winning. <laughs> They're two and zero when he smashes a watermelon with a sledgehammer. I forgot to bring that up during the uh, Cowboys stock up, so I just want to make sure that everyone is aware that you know if you're a watermelon and you're anywhere near Dallas, you better get out of town because <laughs> Mike's coming. <laughs> That's also why I want them to be to be in the playoffs because I just want more watermelons. I just want to keep going. Um, but my real stock down, the Kansas City Chiefs. Wow. Now, this stock down doesn't mean that the Chiefs are a bad team. It doesn't mean that they're not even, you know, the powerhouse in the AFC. They, I feel like we've been giving them a pass the last couple of weeks. They beat Kevin. Kevin, you're falling in this trap. You. No, no I, I refuse to. I'm going to let you. I'm going to let you say it. I'm going to let you say it because I, so I think you're just going to eat your words. Beat, and... beat the <laughs> beat the Falcons by three points. Looked like crap. Beat the Saints by three points. Didn't look very good. Dolphins by five, we're losing at one point. Broncos by only six. Bucks by three. Raiders by four. Panthers by two. You have to go back to the Jets for when they had a multi-score game. The Chiefs are very talented. They're very good. But I think it was most apparent it's ever been in this game. They tried to hit, you know, like you say, oh, the Chiefs can flip the switch. They can just turn it on and just blow past everybody. That's what they did in the playoffs last year. This was a time where I think they flipped the switch and nothing happened. It was like it was like the Millennium Falcon hyperdrive, just choo 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 and just nothing I don't think it worked. I think they hit the switch and it, it, they didn't get out of their situation. They still ended up sneaking out with a win because the game tying field goal at, at the end of the game, like thirty some yards, got tipped by a guy that broke through the line 
and Young Way Koo, you know, missed it. I don't know. I just I think that these Chiefs are a lot more fallible than people give them credit for. I think that they, you know, and, and I think we're guilty of this too, where we kind of view them as this powerhouse that doesn't even need to try. And I'm not sure whether that's just a coincidence that they keep eking out these these narrow victories. Now, like you said, I could eat my words, but I'm starting to have doubts. I just I just feel like when you when you list off their schedule there, like okay, the Falcons, the Falcons have had I I think this year like the most like crazy losses that they've had. Like games that they should win and then they lose, so they've had. I, but they've that wasn't what for, this was. They weren't up by you know fifteen points. No, to the start I know. Of the but what I'm saying is like they're not as bad as their record says. Like let that be clear. I think. Okay. And the the Saints, very good team. But we did talk about mm-hmm. that game wasn't really that close. Dolphins, very very good defense. Gave Patrick Mahomes probably the worst game he's ever had, and they still put up thirty three points. Broncos, division rival. I think those games are always in their own category. Bucks, still a good team. I know you don't like that, but they're a good team. No, I mean uh, I admit that the Bucks are a good team. The Raiders are a weird team in a division rival, division, and just yeah. in the Panthers, Panthers I don't know how frisky. you explain that. Panthers are the friskiest team. <laughs> they they took you guys to a wire, like down to a wire, like close. It wasn't two points, but yeah, yeah, but I, still, like I just think you know, <laughs> I, I just think and they beat the Bills by nine. Chiefs, I mean, this I don't know. Week, but 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 if the Chiefs and the Bills play this week, who wins that game? I don't know. I'd never like to bet. No against no no the no. Chiefs. Like if if you if you had to to give me an answer to that question, gun to your head, who do you think wins this week in that game? If they play right now, if they played like on Sunday, I'd still say Chiefs. <sighs> I still say uh, well, Chiefs. I mean, we're Prove probably me like they're more not, like, likely than not we're going to get to see what happens with that. But I, yeah, I, I, I just, don't know. I just and, and the way that they're getting like cute with shit, they're throwing trick plays to Mahomes that had no business not being intercepted, and the guy just absolutely dropped it. I mean, yeah, they they did get a pick though on it. Like they did get they did it twice or something, and it got intercepted. Yeah, it's just I don't they know because I think it was like fourth down. I, it strikes me as they maybe they're losing focus. They're the defending champs. I'm I'm not really sure. So it's just something to keep an eye on. I could be wrong. I I, I just admit feel like that, you can't my call stock a fourteen down. and one team like that's led by Patrick Mahomes. What, what I'm saying is they're it. they're trash. They're terrible. They're awful. They're gonna you lose. Know, you know what this is? You know what this is? My take here. I think yeah. this is this is the Packer <laughs> fan within you talking yourself up and talking yourself into it, being like. They're not even that good. No, 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 we no. Can totally do I, it. Yeah. I am rooting for them to get to the Super Bowl because I need the All-State Bowl to happen. You know, I, we need to get the Patrick the Price bowl? versus sorry, the Rodgers rate. The what, or the State Farm. Bowl? Oh, my God. Oh. Oh, I'm cutting that. <laughs> oh, no, you're not. This has to stay in. <laughs> oh, my word. The Farmer's Insurance Bowl. God damn it. Yikes. Oh, man. But we need oh, a it. we need a definitive answer between the Rodgers rate and the Patrick Price. So that's that's what I'm hoping for. I'm just saying, watch the Chiefs. Don't be shocked if something happens. And then if they don't, then you'd be like, well, see, I, I said I you. said I could be wrong. I, I hedged my bet. I play both sides. This way, I always win. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's preview week 17. It's here. It is here. Um. It feels. 
it feels both like too soon and like I'm very ready for the the, yeah. the NFL as a whole to be done. I, I don't know how to really put it into words. Yeah, well, problem is for you, you're at least guaranteed another two more weeks, uh, possibly three if you guys get the one seed. So you gotta, there, you gotta is wait. Is there a week in between 17 and Wild Card Weekend? No, Am I forgetting. Oh, two weeks including this one. Okay, I was confused. Yeah. I was like, what? Yeah. Okay, that makes more sense. So do you want to talk about uh, your game first? You guys Yeah, I, I mean this is it's this game, I it's one of those where you're just like hopefully no one gets hurt, like a serious cause that that's the worst thing for well, a, the a the player. person who, you know, I'd say would probably be the most at risk of being hurt isn't gonna be playing in this game. True. Yeah. So uh, breaking news today, uh Dalvin Cook will not be playing. He actually is back. He's staying down in Florida um, with his family because his father passed away suddenly last night. Um, thoughts and prayers out to to the Dalvin Cook family, but yeah, uh, he's staying with his younger siblings, so he's he, his season's done. Um, Which I mean, know, if a, he was I'm active, a, I'd know. say maybe don't even play him in this game. Just yeah, because yeah, and, point. It's it is what it is. Uh, I don't know who I don't. Is Stafford even playing? I don't know. I don't really keep. I, the uh, see, Chris I've Daniel been actually looking into this. Week. I have no idea. Yeah, I've been looking into this pretty pretty routinely this week for various uh, betting implications that I'm trying to work out. Um, and because in my eliminator, I want to pick the Vikings. I haven't picked them yet, but I don't know if I want to do it if Stafford's playing. Because yeah. this, this is just a crapshoot of a game. Who knows what's going to happen? You know if. If the starters are in and nothing matters, um, yeah. I, the The impression I get is that Stafford definitely shouldn't play, but he's Matt Stafford, so he's like, "I didn't hear no bell," and he's limping onto the field and doing his <laughs> whole shtick. So i I wouldn't be shocked to see him out there, but it it's definitely the wrong move to let him yeah. play. I don't. Well, and also like that's four thing, injuries. Like, is, he's is he going to be? Is this going to be his last time? Like, is that he's? There's a lot of rumors saying that he could be on the move somewhere. Yeah, but at the same time, his contract—I don't think he's a free agent after this season. So you don't want to hurt him. You can trade him somewhere if that's the goal. You know, I mean, that's just from an organization standpoint. That's the logic. But I don't know. This game doesn't really—it doesn't doesn't really mean much at this point. (laughs) No, Jefferson can go for a record or something. I don't know. Yeah, Jefferson needs. He needs 47 receiving yards to pass Randy Moss's rookie receiving yard record. Yeah, I'm sure they'll get um, that. Good chance for that. And he, I think he needs 111 for Anquan Bolden's, or to pass him, the all-time. Mm. Um, which, you know, that's in play. I, I, It just it depends on what they want to do. I think we're not going to just, you know, punt, I, I suppose. Like, punt the offense away. And just, you know, I think we're going to come out like we would normally come out and try to end the season on a high note. Um, mm. Cause Kubiak at the same time could, you could argue he could be fighting for it. We don't know. It's all going to depend on ownership. I'd rather not let go of Kubiak because I don't want to have to have like a fifth new play caller in five straight years. So. Yeah, and well, like I, we said, it's, it's nice to kind of try and go out on a high note. You get the lions. So that's, you know, not an impossible task. And, right. uh, it, it you know, win or lose this game, it will affect draft pick order in the future. But it's not like you're you know the Jets and the Jaguars gunning for number one overall or something. It doesn't 
matter a ton. So yeah, the only thing that could make it change, like in terms of NFC, if we do lose the Lions, they jump, they take our spot. Um, if the Niners win, then they will, um, be ahead of us. The Giants win if they beat the Cowboys, which they could. I don't know. NFC East teams are weird. Um, so, but we, we, we can't, we can't get below the Panthers, Eagles, or Falcons, just record-wise or tie-break-wise with the Panthers since we beat them. So we could we could improve if we lose, but at the same time, do I want to go the season 6-10? and 10? Eh, I don't really know. But I feel like 6-10 and 10 sounds a lot worse than 7-9. and nine. It does. Because like, you get the double weird. digits in the, yeah. with the 10, and it just yeah, it looks worse. It's a weird thing about that, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So Minnesota's favorite seven points in Detroit. Over under fifty four, I I would probably say take take Minnesota and the over. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I think the offense I, I will, will come say, out angry. I, I'm shocked and, that you didn't mention the Detroit game last week in your uh, Tom Brady agenda. Uh, that game doesn't count. So how come? How come it doesn't count? Because you guys the, Lions the Lions didn't have any coaches. Well, they so, all had COVID, and so they had like. The wide receivers coach being the defensive coordinator. No, but like (laughs) like half of their coaching staff couldn't even be at the game or do anything. And they're also the Lions. And I think, I mean, mean, he still went 22 of 27, 348. He he, he had a nice day, but I'm not, I'm not going to crown him for that. But anyway, we don't have to argue about that. But yeah, the the Lions, I mean, I don't think their defense will be as bad as it was last week just because they're. We'll have coaches this week, but it still won't be good. All right, other game. Yours actually has some some meaning. Um, That's a lot of meaning, actually. It kind of yeah, sucks. Both sides of it, too. Both teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, Packers-Bears. Green Bay's favorite five and a half, over under 52. Uh, they're at Chicago. Uh, and because of the way that it works out with the Cardinals and the Rams playing each other, also, there's no scenario where... Um, Chicago loses and gets in, so that they have to win this game to make the playoffs. Uh, because yeah. regardless of how it goes, like the the Rams or the Cardinals, no, will... they get in. Or if if the Cardinals lose, oh they, no, you're right, you're right, right, right. Yep, I'm playing. If the with Rams the, just beat the, the Cardinals. Right they could lose. Okay, because so them, they them winning, win. yeah, they, they, if they're eight and eight and the Cardinals eight and eight, they're in. Yeah, so they yeah. technically have a better shot at getting in the playoffs and the Cardinals do. Mm-hmm. That being said, you got the Packers have something to play for. So <sighs> yeah. And it's, it's one of those weird situations where, you know, if we lose this game and the saints and Seahawks both win, which is fairly likely, then it'll be a three-way tie and it will bypass our head to head tiebreaker with the saints and go straight to conference record, which we will lose and jump from the one seed to the three seed which kind of fucking sucks that's brutal and i think in all likelihood then we would play the bears yeah you'd play whoever ends up in that six spot so mm, okay we either play the bears or tampa depending on that cardinals game well who's uh, in the five well no ta- probably tampa you'd play because i don't oh, do the rams have the time if the rams if the rams win then we would play tampa Oh boy. Assuming, or I guess, oh, if Tampa, it also depends on the Tampa game then, I guess. So, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's a there's weird a lot thing. of variables. <laughs> yeah, there's there's actually a lot of variables. Usually it's only a couple things going into week 17, but there's a lot to play for here. 
Um, the last time the Packers played the Bears, it was not even close. And that was a Trubisky game. But having said that, the Bears have riled off a couple... I don't want to use the word impressive wins, but I haven't been unimpressed. Like, they've scored yeah. 41, 33, 36, 34, you know, since that game. Pretty damn good. Um, and it, but that was also against the... or No, 30, not 34. That was against the Lions, Texans, Vikings, and Jaguars defenses, which are not the best defenses in the NFL this year, as Mike Zimmer will but tell how, you. But how, but how many points did... Did the Packers do against the Vikings second time and and the Jags? I mean, it's any given Sunday. No, it, it is like, it is any given know. Sunday. I'm just trying to kind of find a trend in the data. And this game is not a given. Do you have the line for it in front of you? Yeah, uh, five and a half. Green Bay's five favorite. Five and a half. Away okay. favorite. Yeah. Oh, so, I mean, we'll see. It would be really nice to win and lock up that one seed, get a nice week off and not have to worry about things and, you know, make sure the playoffs run through Lambeau. Not that home field advantage means a ton. At this point, mm-hmm. with no fans, but it is what it is. Um, and I think, I mean, the Packers, I'm really glad that we're not heading into this game having lost to the Titans, because that would be an entirely different, you know, scenario from a momentum oh, perspective. Be, yeah. Yeah, that would be much worse. Yeah, so, win, win and you get the, the one. Lose, things get a little dicey, or could get mm-hmm. dicey. Yeah, so, so I mean, right. we'll see. I. I'm cautiously optimistic, but that's that's hurt me before. Yeah. Um, all right. I didn't want to really highlight a third game because there's going to be a couple that we've already kind of talked about that we'll watch. So we'll. I, my plan is to kind of just really have an in-depth playoff preview next week um, and wrapping up the regular season. So we're just going to mainly focus on the, our two games, and then we'll probably be talking about other games too. So with that said, let's go to two-minute drill. All right. I got four. I also have four, so you get to start this time. All right. Ready, set, go. Uh, has Matt Nagy saved his job? Yes. He will mm. be back next year, and I think Trubisky will as well. Mm. Who's the best team in the NFL right now? Uh, it's... Fuck it. It's the Bills. Fuck you. Oh. Oh, all right. Um, Okay, my second question. Uh, Did Mitch earn another year? So elaborate. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, I think he's shown enough promise. So they're like, hey, this might work out. Maybe he took that next step. I think it'll be a mistake. And I'm okay with that as an NFC North rival. Mm, Yeah, me too. What team has been the most disappointing this year? I know there might be there's still extra week, but Mm. through 16 weeks. The most disappointing. Um, I feel like this should be really easy for you. Everything. Based on a. What do you mean? Based on some projections you made. Oh, you're talking the boys. Well. Eh, I mean the boys have been disappointing, but it's hard. Injury. Dak got hurt and everything. I'm gonna say the Cardinals. Honestly, they had so much hype coming into the season. They're not a bad team. Yeah, they're still gunning for the playoffs, but they are not the force that they were kind of, you know, marketed to they're be. Not, they're not there yet. Nope. Um, let's see. Are the Bears for real? These are all Bears questions. Uh, they're for real enough to get an upset on Wild Card Weekend, but then that's as far as they go. Hmm. <laughs> are the Bears going to sneak into the playoffs before because the Cardinals choked? 
Yes, I think they will. Because um, we covered, you know, regardless of what happens in this game, if the Cardinals lose, which sounds like Kyler Murray might be hurt, maybe in danger of not playing. So, Oh, backup games. Nice. Yeah, I, and McVay kind of owns Kingsbury most of the time, so I, I have a feeling the Rams find a way to pull this one out of their ass in like a 13-10 to 10 game. And, yeah, I think the Bears make the playoffs. Um, my my question and my last question for you, uh, Bears or Cardinals in the playoffs? Oh my god! We really gotta. I don't know how to do that without telling <laughs> each other the questions beforehand, but this is bad. We gotta say like, pick a, like say if we're gonna have a theme, we gotta say it. <laughs> uh, Bears. Bears for the same just, reason just I just because, said. Just because the defense and the offense is good enough, um, or has been good enough. Uh, yeah. my last one. Is Josh Allen elite? Yes. At least Whoa. right now he is. At least right now he is in the top five that I would want. Wow. He may regress because he, you know, developed a lot this year. He made a he's, huge he's jump like elite, this season. Elite, not like Joe Flacco elite, but elite. Oh, I mean, he's at least as elite as Joe Flacco. I don't know. What <laughs> <laughs> what he's doing. Is he still on the Jets? He's on the Jets. He's backing up Darnold. <laughs> Oh, he's still there? Super Bowl MVP, Joe Flacco. Oh, oh man. Yeah, it hurts. Speaking Gross. of uh, the, the Jets, we didn't cover that uh, Gase is definitely getting canned. They have told him that you will not be the coach after Week 17. Well, I can't wait to see what he does in Week 17. He <laughs> <laughs> just comes out. Wild card, bitches. Yeah. <laughs> Cue Charlie Kelly. Just wild card. <laughs> Like, oh just, wait! All right, just, why don't we just turn around and hand it to the running back? No, he, he can't hand it to the running he, back. He does. There he is does, no running back. He does hail mary trips and field goal block every play of the game, like he's playing Madden against someone who's not trying. Or he just does direct snaps to Frank Gore the whole game, <laughs> who's just injured. I'm pretty sure <laughs> can't run. <laughs> He just tries to end Frank Gore's career, but on his last way Frank out. Gore had 20 r- rushes for negative 100 yards. <laughs> he caught it in the shotgun and was tackled every single play. <laughs> no, Frank Gore would be so stubborn, he'd have like uh, he'd have like 50 carries for like zero no, yards. Yeah, he yeah he'd do a Benny Snell where he's just averaging nothing. <laughs> he, just, he just gets he gets fights off like three guys just to get back to the line of scrimmage. <laughs> Do you like the South Park with the old uh, Dan Snyder where he just gets out there just by himself? Hot, hot, and he just gets tackled. <laughs> and you can just you can just picture Adam Gase just sitting on the sideline with the bug eyes, just, just staring like more. Do it again. More again. <laughs> oh oh that's my good. gosh. Alright, All two right. minutes. Nice. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Alright, that's gonna do it. Uh, this has been our week 16 recap and week 17 preview. Uh, thanks again for listening to another episode of Third and Forever presented by 10,000 Takes. You can go to their website at 10ktakesmn.com and find them on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. If you just search 10k takes, also want to announce, uh, we have started a Twitter page. Uh, we are now on Twitter, uh, where we will be posting all of the the links to new episodes whenever they drop and you can find that at third underscore forever 10k uh or and follow also me and kevin are on there linked so thanks again for listening to our episode 
I've been your host, Adam Oz, joined as always by my co-host, Kevin Ohm. Kevin, final words. Uh, A.J. Dillon, greater than Derrick Henry. <laughs>